Hey yo, what's happening y'all? This is Matt. And Sherry. Hi. It's been a while since we recorded anything. Um, since Halloween actually. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, that's what, like 17 months? Yep. Oh, almost, it's three months. Close enough. Yeah. You know math. <laughs> not your strong suit. I'm not Roman. That's the Roman <laughs> calendar. I use a different calendar. It's got, <laughs> the one you made up in your brain. <laughs> there were 14 months in the Matt calendar in between. <laughs> It makes no sense whatsoever, but it it's works. It's February, for by the way. October. So you said three months. You were you're off. It's been five months. Well, <laughs> end of October, so four months. No. End of October. November, of February. December, end of January. It was end of October. Do you want to have a count of... off right now? <laughs> I just did. We're counting I to win. ten. First one to ten wins. What is the first one to ten? I didn't say. I didn't say go. <laughs> All right. I, on the count of three. On the count of three, go. One, two, three, four, five. Listen. Listen. You're just gonna constantly cheat. We can't play this game. I'm not a cheater. So I just uh, bend the rules. So what's uh, what's been going on with you, Share Share Bear? Um, let's see. A lot. We've got. Um... Tell everybody about your boring life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it. It's uh, it is what it is. But it's um, I've been st still sober, and it's been almost seven months now. It'll be seven months uh, pretty soon. Here, like a week. You know. You know, that's that's a long time. That's the longest um, I've ever been sober. That's super important. Um, you know, kind of doing this whole spiritual journey thing and, and feeling like I'm going through a growth spurt as far as that goes. And it's pretty exciting, you know, kind of figuring out um, really what I want. How, how many inches did you grow? Uh, spiritually, yeah. I grew 12 feet, which is Would not very at? big. I was only three feet to begin with. So you're 18 feet tall. I'm... <laughs> Stop mathing. It's not okay. your strong suit. Okay. Please continue. Anyway. You're 35 foot tall spiritual giant. Um, it, you know, I, I'm far from a spiritual giant, but it's sort of like um, I've been uh, just, you know, on this on this path of like accepting um, gifts and talents that I was given and um, kind of denied for a long time. And mm -hmm. it's exciting to to uh it's, it's exciting to be excited about life you know i've been um it is uh i'll agree with that yeah it's um that's it that's the only thing you've ever you'll ever agree with me on I'm done um but uh yeah it's been um definitely i feel like a different person in so many ways i feel like um that life is so much more than i ever anticipated that it would be, you know, and, and I'm not even, I haven't even, uh, really finished breaking the seal on, on that yet, but I see, I see what it can be. And it's, it's really exciting. So how about you, Matt? What have you been doing? First off, Sherry, that is some exciting stuff. I'm glad you're breaking seals. Yes. Um, I've been clubbing them myself. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Babies. You're disgusting. You gotta start small. You don't want to go busting seals. Well, they, you don't want to go busting big seals. You gotta. They will you gotta hurt start you. With baby seals. Have you seen an elephant seal? You've a heard, grown male heard, elephant seal. You've heard this, the saying, "Baby steps." Yeah, ba baby clubbing. seals. Yeah. Then you <laughs> start what? young. You've seen. I'm just kidding. I love seals. No. I would marry one. I would Let, also <laughs> have its child. That's gross. Because <laughs> you'd club it. I'd break <clears throat> the seal. Yeah. <laughs> now I've uh, written I, I think I actually I've published two books since the last time we recorded. Go on. 
published Dead Heart and then Trent Foster in the Council of Ten. Uh, Dead Heart was number one on Amazon for a little while. Uh, Trent Foster in the Council of Ten is doing well. Um, it's a sci-fi novel that has a lot of personal background history in it. And, it's really uh, cool. You cranked that out super fast. Dead Heart was is really fun, you know. And I'm just gonna like I've. It's a fun, quick read, very silly, and as you can tell, just by you know Matt on this podcast he's he's a silly guy but this is like very creative and and fun um it's dead heart is a zombie knight's tale he's a he's the son of uh sir, sir lancelot. lancelot and his name is Aegeon, and he was like a very talented young knight before you know he got his legs cut off and stabbed through the heart by an enchanted sword which turned him into a zombie a legless zombie but he's still like a really good guy and wants to do good things. And yeah, he so. just has to eat brains and stuff now. Yeah, but not you know. But you know, it's it's medieval times, so that's easy to do with just you know. Yeah, brains. Animals and alone. Pig intestines are everywhere. And that's what they do all the time anyway. Well, so <laughs> it's not hard. They put them in the pies. Yeah, shepherd. That's not shepherd's pie. I what think is that's shepherd's right. Shepherd's pie? pie is like meat. It's like intestines it's a meaty, and stuff. Yeah, it's a meaty pie. Something grody like that. I haven't had a meaty pie in a while. Hey. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, and then Trent Foster was a, a sci-fi hero's journey about a, a man who's kind of at the end of his end of his rope with his, his he's just pretty much wore out with life and what he's been doing, and uh, comes to find out he's got this untapped potential and like incredible powers, pretty much unlimited, but he's being uh, chased after by a group of intergalactic, um, super-powered beings known as the Sentinels. And uh, they're being controlled by a, a, a group called the Council of Ten, which is a physical embodiment of the ten different dimensions represented in super strength theory. <laughs> so it's a little bit of sci-fi. It's a space adventure, but a superhero adventure as well. Like, had a lot of fun with it. Um, it taught me a lot about myself through writing it. Right. Uh, I wrote it in three weeks. Right. <laughs> Good one. Mm. I published it. Uh, I edited it and published it, and um, it's been doing great. And I just recently started a YouTube channel where I'm interviewing authors. Uh, I got on Twitter to kind of um, promote promote my stuff. Uh, to promote your books yeah, more than anything. Yeah, promote my books. And yeah. um, it's amazing the community on Twitter that's that's been around is uh, has just been fantastic. And it was just a, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was just one woman who has, you know, several thousand followers that just said, hey, let's support this guy. And you had, like, barely any, like, 20 yeah, followers or something Sarah like Sarah Johnson yeah. is her name. It's and like, she was like, this guy's, this guy's cool. Let's support him. Because he just kept, you know. Kept, being, annoying, un- kept annoying everyone and telling them hello and saying I love you. And uh, <laughs> being extremely annoyingly positive and interacting on everybody's post you, you were being yourself i was being myself yeah extremely <laughs> hyperactive really involved in other people's business um <laughs> but it's been great i mean i went from uh, like no followers on twitter to 1600 in two weeks yeah i mean it's it, he he's just he blew up and uh not only that but like this youtube channel i started four day, five days ago or so i guess like last week and i've recorded multiple videos i've got four i've got six interviews up right now with mm-hmm. authors or about to be up um four are up right now and like this just this i've always i've always said i was good at it, the interview but then like when the job came about i uh hated it because then i had to actually work how, how what's your youtube channel name um it's it's called una webs mm-hmm. productions yep 
like uni universe but uh you Unilebs, and I, yep. uni dash web productions um that's where i got a lot of my content I, i'm reading dead heart as well on there um but it's like it's fun for me i, I love looking at myself and uh, yes, you do. I, I love looking at myself while i talk it and, is fun and it's it's know. amazing how like but you weren't comfortable you pushed through fear to do that because you weren't comfortable at first it felt weird it felt awkward yeah well i'm awkward uh and um i'm realizing that's okay yeah it's good to be awkward people like watching awkward right no, they do. And it, like, frees them but to you know, but this is themselves. exactly. And I think the beautiful thing is just the interviews that I've seen you do is that all of these people that are indie authors, I mean everybody's a little bit weird, but most of these people that are indie authors are you can kind of tell that they were probably weren't like they weren't the popular kids in high school per se. You know, know they Sherry. were they were on the fringes of, you know, just of what is the considered to be like the norm of well, like here's what's the deal. what's cool. Here's the deal. You don't and, understand this because you don't know how to write. Oh my but god. Writing <laughs> you're an illiterate idiot. Writing Wow. I know you love that, right? Mm -hmm. Writing it's like you have to have this different perspective. And I've talked to other authors about it, but it's like this you're you're not just one person. You're like multiple different people, multiple different characters. You have to be inside a bunch of different heads um, when you're writing. And we've always been on the fringe of things, you know, on the outside or, or other. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, the creative types, the artistic types, the yeah. people that see outside the box and that's uh, and don't fit into the box per se. You know, right. and that's we don't even look at boxes. <laughs> they make us sick. I, I stopped kickboxing for this reason. <laughs> Um, Boxes yeah. are for jerks. But uh, it's amazing to see how you just being you, you take these people that at first, at the beginning of the interview, you can tell they're slightly uncomfortable. They don't know what to expect. And you put them at ease. And by the end of the interview, you can honestly call this person your friend. You know what I mean? And that's like, and that's... That's a true gift, you know, to be able to do that, to make somebody comfortable. And you can, and since it's on YouTube, it's not just like this, a podcast where you're hearing the difference and the way they're talking and answering questions, but you actually see their, you know, their faces relax. You see them physically relax, you know, throughout the interview. And um, Well, I mean, strangers are just friends waiting to happen, right? I just Some of them. And some are just strangers love you. waiting well, to be strange. Well, it depends on what People kind of van they drive. <laughs> I uh, no, but I love getting to talk to these people because they're, and that's that's my whole thing. It's like, you know, all the talk shows and everything like that. They're interviews with people who are already famous, but before they were famous, they were still the same person. You know, there were there were these people that loved what they were doing. They had this idea about what they were doing. They were creative. They were um, interesting. And it's like everyone is like, I, I believe that every single human being on planet Earth is like that. Um, they have something they're interested in. They have something they love. And as soon as you get to the root of that, they light up. And mm -hmm. I've noticed that. These people light up when, they, when I talk to them about it. And they become the most interesting people in the world because they are. They're extremely wonderful, interesting people. And it's so great to be able to highlight that so that other people get to see it. You know? And I think that's story. the freeing part about it is that other people get to see that even, the, like, I'm not a number one best-selling author. Well, I am. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I'm... I'm not like the top author, the best writer in the world, but like I have my own story that is extremely personal and personable and interesting to me and it's it's helped inspire other people and to you know for me it's like there's a ton of people like that. Every single person on on earth has that story that'll inspire somebody. It's just they need a platform. 
Right. And it's the coolest thing in the world that I have an opportunity to give somebody a platform. Um, the response, because I have, I had like, I had no followers or no uh, subscribers on my YouTube channel um, like five days ago. I'm close to 30 now. But the response, I've, I've filled up the next two weeks with interviews every single day with authors. Um, you know, some that have sold a lot of books, some that are still in the process of finishing their first book or, or but whatever. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't but that's matter. not the point. Yeah. No, it's not. It's the, the point is to interview these people, talk to them, and see what they're all about. Because I want to I know, you know, the core of people. I, I love getting to the, the why of a person's interest. Uh, well, because I had to get to my own. Right. For my and it's such a win-win, I mean, for these people, too, because they've obviously, just like you, got on Twitter to promote your books, and you're like, look at my book, read it, read it, it's good, I swear, you know? And it's, but these people are doing the same I thing. I force them to buy it. You know, they want, they want the same thing they, for their, um, you know, for their stuff. And yeah. so they want exposure, and they want people to see their passion and see what they've put so much work into. And um, even if it's not out there yet, they you know, when it comes out, they want people to see that. Right. And so, um, it's a platform, it's a win for, for everybody that's involved. And it's a beautiful thing. It's, I think it's inspired for sure. You know, I know you're jealous that you didn't have the idea. Um, I'm just supportive of you. I'm not jealous at all. Sounds like jealousy to me. Sounds like the, <laughs> the you can take that. Sounds like the beginning of jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> you're a monster. So yeah, there's a ton of fun stuff going on right now. Um, it's just like at its infant stage, but I can I can smell the uh, the excitement. I can smell it all over me. Yeah, you um, can. It smells a lot like BO. The, the my, my uh, let me say, let me tell excitement. you my favorite part. What? My favorite part is when we're done with the interview. Um, how lit up the other person is about about uh, doing the thing they were afraid to do because yeah. everyone has that ner that nervousness when they get on camera, and it's a a Skype fo phone call that I do with them. Um, and there's that nerves of like putting yourself out there. Right. And when everyone's done, they have this, like this freeing feeling that, um, I've come to realize is it's always been there, right? It's just always been on the other side of fear. And when I, when I, and I've, I've noticed that when I was a, a personal trainer, when I was training people, um, and for my own workouts, like I would go into these workouts. All right. I'm not really sure where I left off because the dog was licking strangers. That's my job to lick strangers. You, were gonna say. <laughs> you didn't know what I was going to say. I'm super unpredictable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love watching people get lit up by walking through fear like, like I did when I was a personal trainer because it's like you see this thing that looks impossible and gives you those butterflies and that ache in your stomach and uh, it, feels, it makes you feel weak in the knees, you know, like how the hell am I going to do that? And then you just do it a little bit at a time. You just do it one second at a time. And it's amazing how we, when that pressure's on, that anxiety, it feels like time stops. Um, it's just we, just we just move through it. And then by the time you look up, it's, it's done, it's over, and you can't believe you just did that thing. And uh, this, there's so much freedom in that, you know, in, in attacking that anxiety. And it's been, it's been a life lesson for me, for sure, to just go after the thing that lights me up regardless of how how scared it makes me because that's my whole point of being on earth you know to right. to light myself up so i can light up others because we're all filled with that that gift well it's you know and that's why and i heard the meaning of of dharma or your dharmic calling you know before and it didn't resonate with me because i wasn't 
it, it wasn't important to me at the time for whatever reason. I knew what it meant until just recently when I I stumbled upon the word. And basically what that means, it's like it's it's it means that we are all put on this earth for a unique purpose that can only be filled by us. Yeah. That's it. And so when we tap into our unique purpose, the ripple effect is amazing because it's exactly what we should be doing. So therefore, you know, it can, it triggers other things that should happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you find that, it's really exciting. Uh, we talked about me being good at interviews and stuff. I just remembered I was in special ed classes growing up because they thought I was mentally challenged. Um, <clears throat> What? No, I'm just clearing my throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I took a sip of water. Okay. Good timing, <laughs> Sherry. Um, but but like uh, we had this interview class. It was like maybe ninth grade, I think. But it was basically like a class for kids who weren't going to college. Right. And they had already picked us out in ninth grade. Oh yeah. Um, I know that. Class. And so we were doing <laughs> interviews. They had right. us doing interviews, and we did the interview with the teacher in front of the whole class, and. I did mine, and everybody else did theirs, and I got voted best interview hmm. at the end of it. Because everyone was just like, yeah, you seem so professional, and well, like you knew what you were going to say. Did that build your confidence a lot? It did. I mean, it was, I don't know what it is. It's like when people ask me, I think it's because I spent so much time like inside my own head and like arguing with myself hmm. that when other people ask me questions, it's just like, Phew. it's nothing. Right. You know, it's right. nothing. Um, but it was, yeah, it was cool, but it's just funny. It's another like, oh, you're great at interviews, <laughs> but it's, you know, doing these interviews has been fantastic. I didn't think, you know, I would have so much fun doing interviews. I know you had that epiphany last night. And I thought that was, that was really cool that it was, it truly was an epiphany of like, yeah. wait a minute. Cause we've talked about this before. Just, you know, when alcoholics and addicts are great bullshitters, you know, we, we skate through life bullshitting, you know, in, in so many ways. And, Could you not cuss on the podcast? Um, we are a Christian channel. Anyway, that being said, we've talked about that before. Just how you know, being a great interviewer, how we felt like, oh, I could go into any interview, I could get any job I want. But it's like, once you get the job, it's sort of like I, I, they're going to figure me out that I'm a fraud at some point. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, and this isn't. But so, yeah, you're good at interviews and. Yet you could get any job, but you didn't want any job, you know, and or just any job, I should say. Yeah. And um, I, it's like, and it's sort of like, that's funny because I was feeling that the other night too when I just said, yeah, I, I, I'll go get a job. Sure. Mm-hmm. Am I excited about it? No. Yeah, I can. And people, oh, you got a job. Great. Yeah, that's that's the easy part, getting the job. You know, it's right. like. Being good at it. Being good at it and wanting to wanting be there. Wanting to be there, yeah. And is, keeping it for more than like a month. Grab the dog. You keep talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're out at the park. Um, it's nice. We're here in a, a, ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. And it's like 65 degrees, sunny, beautiful day out. We took the dog to the park. Um, but yeah, like she was saying, it's, it's funny too because I, I'd always wanted, I always said if I could have any job in the world, it would be to sit around and talk with my friends and joke and that's basically what I'm starting to do I didn't see a way you know I didn't see how that would be possible 
Um, but I was looking at it the wrong way. I was looking at it for fulfilling my needs. You know, I wanted to fulfill my own personal desire of. And once I once I looked at it as how can I help other people, and that's truly what I want to do is help other authors uh, share their stories, uh, help other creators share their stories, share what makes them tick, um, because that's the stuff that lights me up. Once I looked at it from that perspective, the the doors exploded open, and uh, like I said, the next the next two weeks are filled up with interviews from people I just met on Twitter. And people who have written books and are are doing the thing, you know, who have these amazing stories, and uh, and they're talented, wonderful people, and it's just such an exciting thing. And Sherry's back with the dog, the wandering dog. Bella is the sniffinest dog in the history of the world. She smells everything. Yeah. Like she has, her, she's like addicted to smelling. Mm-hmm. Yes, all the time. She's like constantly smelling. Yeah, she would just go. I think that's why we found her like lost because she just followed her nose somewhere. Yeah, she followed her nose to us. Yep, exactly. We were These the strongest fruit loops. smeller. <laughs> Follow your nose. I don't know why I did the Lucky Charms voice and the. And the Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam, follow your nose. Yep. Follow your nose to the Lucky Charms. <laughs> Um, anyway, so anyway, you were let's do something. Let's talk about something fun. Oh, so me and Sherry are gonna do like a skit on the YouTube channel. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm also. I'm gonna do like uh, the greatest speech ever recorded from. Um, what was that? Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin's um, yeah. The Dictator. I thought movie. that was so amazing. Like I had never seen that. I had never, and I and it's you know. But why that speech is so amazing? We talked about this last night. Is the fact that because truth is truth, and when you and when somebody speaks truth. It is. It it transcends time and um, you know gender and you know ethnicity and yeah. everything. Yeah. It's just yeah. truth. Right. And here's this guy. You know, it's truth from, time travels. It really it does. It defies the laws of physics. Um. Sure. It does. It does. Yep. And, but this was amazing because it's, it's like, like when was that? When did he make that speech? 1940. 1940 was the. That was when the movie was uh, was done or was uh, released in 1940. Yep. And it was, and it's just, it's amazing. Really, really good speech. Yeah, so I'm going to do a reading of that. And me and Sherry are going to do a scene from some movie. We haven't really... Yeah, we haven't narrowed that down yet. We should do, like, um... We should do, oh, let's do 10 things, uh, or 10 ways to lose a guy. Or what is that movie called? 10 things I hate about you. No, not that one. What, 10 ways to lose... How to lose a guy in 10 days. I've never seen that movie. You haven't? Mm Mm-mm. That's such a chicken movie. I don't, I'm not into chick movies. That's not my thing. It's not my shtick. Who are you? <laughs> I'm not either. Yeah, you are. Let's do... No, check out this masculine movie. Let's do one from... Um, crap, I can't think of the name. E.T. 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 was your favorite movie. It was my favorite movie growing up. Um, I could do that. I could do... Oh, The Fault in Our Stars. That is a man movie right there. I think I think Arnold Schwarzenegger plays plays the uh, the girl with cancer. <laughs> I remember. Um, I'm dying from my cancer. My daughter's friend was in the hospital. He has really bad asthma, and um, he was uh, in the in the ICU. Yeah. And 
she texted him, you know, how are you doing? And he sent back a picture of himself and he drew on the text in a cloud, okay. <laughs> remember the Baltimore Star is Hope? Mm -hmm. Oh, never mind. Good one. And it's lost on you. It is. it's like, that was the end of the movie where it's like, she just says, she looks up at the clouds and says, okay. That's, like, <laughs> that's one thing. I, I do feel like I'm going to have to get more knowledgeable about things. Knowledgeable. Knowledgeable. I gotta do That's a lot. I gotta do lots of reading. I mean, I've been. I, I've already been reading really? a ton, but <laughs> you need to do more. Yeah, I can never stop reading. I gotta no, you read can't a lot stop more. reading. I'm just saying, you do a lot of reading. I know. Do you think it's too much? No, I just think that to say that you need to do more is kind of insane. Yeah. Do you think I do a lot, Sherry? Yeah, I think that you spend most of your time looking at a screen or a book. Or both at the same time yeah. or three two screens in one book <laughs> or two books in one screen yeah well it takes a lot of work to get stuff started yeah it's like uh, moving that moving that uh, rock uphill rolling it that boulder yeah uphill right and you're doing that babe you're doing that really fast. I am rolling rolling rocks, rolling boulders up hills, man. Mm -hmm. You definitely are. Things are happening fast for you. They are snowballing and it's it's really exciting to see when somebody is on the right path how how fast things can happen. When the universe is like when you're in line with the universe and it's like saying, "Yeah, this is what you should be doing." Yeah. How amazing just when things start progressing the way they should. Uh -huh. and But the other part is, is having that patience to understand that the universe has its time for stuff. And just because things and the difference between the way you're timing and the way things should happen. And then when they do happen the way they should, you have a, this understanding of like, well, of course. You know what I mean? Like, because if I had, had wanted it my way. Yeah. I know. And you can't see it. I, I didn't realize, you know, going on that job interview that I hated would turn into this right like I, I had a job interview that I just I was miserable with. I mean it turned out to be like crap I ended up uh, not even doing the interview because I the guy never showed up and walking around Midtown for an hour at noon in August and I ended up leaving covered in my it was sweat October, but that's okay. sweat and blood <laughs> No, it was in October. It was before that. Yeah, it was October. No, it wasn't because I wrote Dead Heart in October. It was the beginning of October. No, it was not. We're not going to argue on the podcast, but anyway, yes, go on. I'll strangle you! <laughs> it was October. It was not. <laughs> it was August. Okay. Anyway, man. Um, telling my story. <laughs> when were you born? I was there! <laughs> Where was I? Oh, really? Where was I? I don't know. You were there, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, but like not being, not even realizing that it would come from that or what would come from that, but two books, the third one is a third of the way done. Um, multiple new contacts in the writing world. I mean, thousands of, of friends online and the YouTube channel. Um, it's just incredible, you know? Yeah. And seven months of sobriety. Yep. Which is inc which is even more amazing. That's so amazing. That's the most amazing. That blows my flipping mind. Because I am a drunk. Well, not I'm anymore. Not anymore. I'm just a recovering alcoholic. alcoholic. Exactly. And you're good at it. You're good at recovering. You're good at it. 
So I want to wrap this up because it's uh, been 27 minutes and 54, five, six seconds. That's what happens. And uh, my butt hurts from sitting on this metal bleacher that we're sitting on. And I'm ready to go home and lay down and close my eyes and dream of eating ice cream and cookies. No, you're cut off. I know, but I want them so bad. Pretty chill. All right, parting words, Sherry. Keep it under a minute. My parting words are, uh, yeah, keep listening to us because we're going to get more amazing as time goes on. I mean, as you can see, we're already we're amazing. We're already amazing. Yeah, but we, we've got, you know, seriously, we're getting there. We're like, just keep listening to our story. It'll get more interesting, more amazing. Go. Okay. Um, that was a bunch of bull crap, except for the we're amazing part. <laughs> I'll agree with it. No, but yeah, uh, keep coming back. We're going to... Be putting out content every day. Check out my YouTube channel at uh, uni, U-N-I dash web productions. Uniwebs, where all people become one, one people. One people. One peoples. One peoples. One people at peepie. <laughs> one peepie. And, uh, <laughs> is, that, is that the One peepie. <laughs> Grandma used to make a good peepie. Um... Yeah, and so there'll be a ton of author interviews on there. Um, lots of good, lots of good content. I'll be doing uh, stand up. We'll be doing stupid, funny skits, and recording other stuff on here. Can you do stand up sitting down? Can you just be doing. Well, then down? it's just be called. Yeah, then it'd just be called telling jokes at a, in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Well, it doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> You're right. You know. I don't want to be a telling jokes sitting down in a chair comedian. <laughs> I want to be a stand-up comedian. All right. You sit down in a chair enough. I sit down enough. Yeah. I get up and I, I need to get up once in a while and tell some jokes. Mm -hmm. All right. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Um, if you haven't already subscribed to this, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter at Matt White, Matthew Whiteside3. Um you the third one? I'm the third Matthew Whiteside, apparently. I don't know. And uh, check out my books, Dead Heart, an origin story on sale on Amazon, and Trent Foster and the Council of Ten, also on sale on Amazon. Both great reads. Yeah. Dead Heart's 99 cents. Trent Foster and the Council of Ten is 2.99. You can't beat those prices. You can't. You can't beat them with you a bat. Can, you could beat a seal with a bat, but not those <laughs> prices. All right. Enough... I love baby seals. Don't, Peter. Yeah. No, no, no. We're not really clubbing baby seals. No. No, he's not. I never did. I'm just having sex with him. Stop that! <laughs> All right, Peter. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>